morning. It's afternoon now. Oh. <laughs> I just yelled good morning so loud. Yeah, super loud. Good morning. Good morning. World of uh, podcast land. Week 327 of quarantine. Oh my Woohoo. God. How we doing? <laughs> Let's be real. Let's have real talk. Your giggles make me giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever. You know what's funny? Okay. Real, real life moment. So prior to the podcast, I always had this... Um, like fear of like listening to myself yeah. or seeing myself on video. Um, and I've had like conversations like with Theo about it and he, he mentioned like the imposter syndrome. Have you heard mm-hmm. of that? Like that yeah. you're, you're like, you feel like you're not good enough or that you're, you don't know enough or yada yada. And then we started doing this and boy, like has that like been able to help change my viewpoints because now I actually really enjoy I believe it or not I enjoy listening to our podcast like I'll be I threw on our latest episode I'm driving and like I'm laughing at our jokes and I'm like just enjoying the subjects because like kind of when we do our podcast like I kind of black out a little bit (laughs) (laughs) in a good way like it's like but I I agree I think the imposter syndrome is real real as fuck Mm -hmm. and um I struggle with that constantly I feel like so do I it's just like Oh, no one will care. Like no, yeah. or like know. body image. Like yeah, a lot of it when it comes to the imposter syndrome for me is more like struggling with my body image. Yeah, like putting myself out there as a fitness coach in the world of Instagram and Facebook <gasps> and YouTube. I'm like, I don't look like specific people. But then again, that's supposed that's special in itself, and I think that's just something I got to work right. through. Because like, we're, like we're always encouraging each other. Like I remember like. Before I met you, I never wanted to put stuff out there. And then when we met and started cultivating a friendship and coaching relationship, like now I'm way more likely to put stuff out there because one, like that was a positive, um, like you were a positive influence for me mm-hmm. on that. Oh. <laughs> and that's how we got our, our really amazing new, um, would you call that a caricature drawing that we just got done of ourselves? An illustration. An illustration. So um, Cam found this uh, woman on Instagram. We were searching for a an artist to kind of draw us into an illustration as our logo. And yeah. it should be up on our uh, Spotify now. Yeah. As you're listening. Um, but it's on our Instagram and we searched. Um, we just want something cute and like fun. Mm-hmm. And we found this girl and I sent it to Jess and yeah, her name's uh, Brianna Jade.creative, and she takes photos, and it, she does her own, like, graphic twist on it, and they're super cute, and we were, she, it was perfect, and she got it done in a week, and um, I highly recommend, like, just, I'm going to send her a couple personal prints. It's so good. It's so cute. But remember when we took that photo? Yes. That photo was very hard for me to do. Really? Yeah, because, again, like, uh, body, like, Body dysmorphia sets in, and like me feeling right. like I'm not, I don't look the way I want to look. Have I had that much influence on you? No, I'm just saying in general. Oh, I'm like, like in general, oh, like so it no, was pushing no. boundaries. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of positive. I feel like yeah, you yeah. and I have both had a very positive influences mm-hmm. on our lives um, since we met in a really good. Because th- I'm like, I can learn, she can learn, like yeah. we can share, we can cultivate, and that's so exciting as coaches in a male dominated industry is to find 
like-minded females yeah and it makes me like so happy i don't know about you but i am hitting a point in quarantine where i'm getting like fed up like i miss i'm bored i miss my clients like i miss the the quote-unquote daily norm structure Mm -hmm. but i'm like okay no this is all happening for a reason like if anything i just need to slow it down even more and just like turn in even more and we've had these conversations on previous episodes but i think it's important to like re re recap and readdress some of it because we're all going through like all these raw emotions and things that we've never experienced before like we've all never experienced like a worldwide shutdown oh my god it's when i really think about it Mm -hmm. it's it's almost scary it is no but it's just like sometimes when you think about we're so small we were were very small small and like in the bigger thing, in the bigger picture, like some could say we're it's so insignificant, but it's not. Like I truly believe that we're, you know, spiritual beings having a human experience, mm-hmm. and this is a time for for some reason our, you know, spirits, our souls needed to be in this human experience. Yeah. I don't know to grow. I like the the idea you said of like maybe I need to slow down even more and I mm-hmm. think that's super valid. It's like I'm feeling um anxious, just like yeah. and eager to like get back into things and it's like okay, well, What's I'm a, I'm avoiding something now. Yeah. You know, like there's something I can be doing to better myself or something that needs to get done and for me it was everything was canceled at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like even in the first month, I think it was the first 4 weeks. Yeah. Um I was still doing good and like keeping a super positive outlook. I'm not laid off. So this is great. Yeah. And then within this last three weeks or this last week, excuse me, um, three events got canceled or moved. And I was just like, Oh my God, like, mm. well now what am I working towards? Like, I don't, which is, I mean, I've already assessed this mindset. It's like, no, of course not. But my, certification test got uh, canceled Mm -hmm. and I don't know when the test date is. So I don't know when I should be cramming to study. Yeah. Um, I mean, just be cramming to study. Yeah. I should anyways, I should anyways, but that's just not how I work. (laughs) It's not how I work. I procrastinate till I have to. And so I was starting like my test was supposed to be next week and I started like, okay, we're getting, we're hammering this down about two weeks ago. And I was like, shit. Um, And then my half marathon got moved, but I'm still going to run an unofficial one yeah well you can join me yeah on my um run a marathon before my birthday (laughs) but like collectively you're running absolutely okay not all at the same time because i after doing a half marathon i'm i'm called a collective like in segments run a full marathon so today is day two two. you're running 1.8 Three. No, one point three eight miles eight. every day until my birthday, which is June second, best day. And <laughs> best day, June second. Mark your calendars. Uh, when it comes to your birthday, do you wait until the time you were born to be like, "Yay, it's my birthday," or is it just the whole day? No, it's the whole day. What do you mean? It's like the whole or the week. whole week. <laughs> it's the I, whole weekend at least, at minimum. So my birthday's on a Tuesday this year, so I get Tuesday through Sunday. You get I'm both for your birthday. You get both weekends. Ooh, you can celebrate weekend. the weekend before and the weekend after. Who knows what this year's gonna look like? Oh, I, I just, know. I just have a hard time with it, anyways, because like it's just. I get like semi excited for my birthday, and then I'm like, no, it's just my birthday. I, like low key, play it down, and then, then like, no one did anything I'm for like, my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and you're and sad. Then, you're like, but then if I end up doing something for my birthday, which I always end up doing something, then I'm like, man, I'm really happy. But then why do I feel that way prior? Yeah, it's almost like I'm not giving myself credit, um, or giving myself appreciation for being like me. 
I don't know. The imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And we wrapped it all the way back to the beginning. Cool. See, we came full circle. We don't just talk for tangents. Yeah. Today's topic, um, kind of in contrast to how we're feeling today, we're actually going to talk about things to do to kind of make you a happier person overall Mm -hmm. and habits to practice. Um, I was inspired with this idea to kind of talk about this through a Yale course I enrolled in. So Yale, as soon as like quarantine hit, I was like, oh, I have all this time. I'm going to jump on one of these Yale courses. Mm-hmm. And it's called The Science of Well-Being. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. It's it's very easy. It's not like a Yale. Basically, every it's a 10-week course, and I think they learned it all in one week <laughs> at Yale. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's 10 weeks, and each week it's basically – um, there's video lectures, um, and then there's, uh, habits, uh, or they call it rewirements to practice, um, each week to just try to get you to be more, um, aware of yourself and aware of your surroundings and all yeah. that. You, if you, someone was interested in this course, where would you find it? It's called, um, it's at Cor- Coursera, like Coursera. org. Yeah. I'll put the link in the show notes too. Cool. Um, so you guys can find that. And there's, I think... You just go to Coursera.org and you can search for anything. Yeah. So there's a ton of different um, free uh, studies you can do. So not mm-hmm. just from Yale, but from a ton of yeah. Ivy League schools and stuff to yeah. learn about whatever you want. Yeah. Well, my take on happiness before we get into the depths yeah. of like what you're learning um, in that course is that happiness is um, always changing and evolving. It's. Yeah. I feel like... So- some of you guys might agree, but a l- even for myself, what I've gone through when it comes to happiness is that happiness has one look and like it is always like smiley and peppy and haha. And I'm notorious for, for being all of that. But there are days where I can still be happy, but not, not emote those. In, like, but not prom- like put, push those out, mm-hmm. which for some throws people off because they're, they're used to me being a very certain way, um, of, a, a very peppy style, but some like sometimes I have off days, but it doesn't mean I'm not happy. I just think that we have we live in a society where it's pushed on that like happiness has to be this one certain way and you need to be it. And that's not necessarily yeah. the case. I think your happiness is like a roller coaster. so it has its ebbs and flows, ups and downs yeah. and kind of twists and turns. like you and also like seeking as far as seeking happiness, you you truly cannot seek it that in someone else it Mm -hmm. all starts with you so i think it's great that you're taking a course on it and kind of learning how like how you can improve your happiness because it's not it's not an overnight thing it's definitely a journey no yeah um yeah with that i think in years past like if i saw this opportunity in college or even high school i think i would have used it in a different way yeah in a more negative light of like oh this course will make me happy mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. everything this course is actually teaching you not to do me yeah happy. it's gonna make it's gonna i'm gonna be able to find happiness once i take this course yeah. it's like no it's so not fucking true um and this um Oh, what's her name? Lori Santos is the professor and she's brilliant. She's just, oh, she's so smart. I'm just like listening and watching her and just gawking over how smart she is. Um, And just the way our psyche just 
we always want these weird or these, we want the, the wrong things basically that mm. we think that makes us happy. Like, um, a person, we think a person will make us happy, a relationship. Mm-hmm. We think a perfect body will make us happy. Mm-hmm. We think I'll tell you right now, materials. No, we <laughs> think, you know, and perfect in quotations, like what's perfect. Yeah. Um, we think materials like a big house, a car, a white big, picket, fence. a big job promotion. Like we think all these things will make us happy. A and blue in, lemon in, onesie. Exactly. Actually, that will make me happy. I'm really, <laughs> I ordered one. <laughs> Um, and that's different. It's like you're investing into something, you yeah. know? Yeah. But so it's ultimately going to either make me really happy or make me feel very self-conscious yeah. about my body. We have 50, 50 chance of this actually working. <laughs> that is life. Is the grass greener? Not necessarily. Um, I wanted to ask you, so when you're that bubbly, uh, you know, eccentric self, is that your true happy or do you feel like you might go into this character. I, I really do things. exude that true happiness. Okay. Like when I'm in my bubbly, like self, like right now, like, I mean, we've seen each other in so many different yeah. States at this point, but like, I am happy. Like I have gone through a lot that has built up this like inner mental strength and, um, roller coasters and journeys of life that I really would never wish on anybody. But like, as of right now sitting here, like I am very satisfied and happy with, with, me I I all I always want to do better and I yeah. think that's good always doing one percent more every yeah. single day I forget what I was talking to about this concept but it's like do one percent better every single day than you did before and that's 365 percent better than when you started the year but no I'm I'm feeling good I'm feeling happy and my bubbly self like that is just just a part of me that is exuded like it's never I don't think when I'm happy and I'm doing my thing, like I'm happy, I'm doing my thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think going to that 1%, you know, better, it's like we can be happy and satisfied, but never content and mm-hmm. still hungry. So that's yeah. like, um, Farid mentioned, stay hungry. Yeah. Um, I, like I'm, you can I'm be happy and not excited about something, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can be con- like right now we talked about just like, we're in this kind of lull, but mm-hmm. we're happy. Yeah. We're not like, I'm not upset about life. Right. It's just like the circumstances suck, mm-hmm. but it's like what, you what have two you choices, yeah. and I'm choose always, to suffer. Yeah, you choose to suffer. If you're negative about it, you're yeah. choosing to suffer. Yeah. So you have the, the optimist to be optimistic or be pessimistic, and I'm going to always choose being optimist. Yeah, I'm I'm always going to choose it, but that's also my nature. Were you always so nature? Were you always like that? Did oh yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely lean towards optimism over pessimism all the time. I just always lean for it because I'm very hopeful yeah. that it will be better. It will, it will get better. And that's it always good. does. You just have to trust it. Yeah. And a lot of that, that's very hard. Like being trusting of situations um, is can be difficult. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? Like I trust that it's going to work out. That's, it usually does. That's inspiring because that's not what I was like. Yeah. I was definitely pessimistic. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the worst thing in the world. My life is over. Like very. I mean, I definitely had those moments. Very like, well, that's like. I don't know. It was, I think this is my big growth of my life is mm-hmm. being more positive. Like I always looked at things negatively and mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just like, I feel like 180. I feel if the people who knew me in high school, like I'm, I'm so sorry because I'm not that same person. And even in but college, you shouldn't be the same person. No. And yeah. that's great. And that's right. Okay. And I'm just, but the people who still like have only seen me since high school, that's what they remember me like. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm so sorry because I, I, you know, that person helped me to be who I am, mm-hmm. but that person's not me anymore. And so yeah. I hate to be judged off of who I was in high school. Yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, the 1% better every day, 
I mean, it's just. It's a really cool concept. Yeah, you just, just want 1%. Oppor- opportunistic and yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all it's all I got, right? Yeah, it's all we got is our is the mindset aspect of it. And again, I'm I will say it. It's not the best every day, no. but maybe in the morning I'm like, oh, I'm really tired. I want to lay here till noon. I did that on Monday. <laughs> I want to lay here till noon. Oh, no, I did that on Monday, <laughs> and then I got up and I started moving, and it was better. Like mm-hmm. that daily movement or doing something like. Just I have a board at home and I'll race and I'll put goals for the day. And like I had three three goals the other day. It was like eat, take a nap, and dance around to your favorite song. Like so simple, so basic little goals. And then I got all those done. I checked them off and I felt so good. So like you guys, the little things in life do make big differences. Yes. Like dancing around to exactly. Your favorite song. <laughs> and we're gonna kind of get into that. So we yeah. have a couple things to share mm-hmm. through this course. Um and we'll just go through a list here and kind of talk about how we perceive them and how we practice them and if we need help or whatever. So the first one, number one here is the act of savoring. Um, So savoring means to really pull yourself into an objective state or almost a third party state and be present in the moment. So um, an example for me is... um, my morning coffee. I actually, there's moments where if it's nice out, out in the morning, I'll go sit on my deck, no phone, and I'll have my dog there and she's just like hanging out with me in the morning. It's a super slow morning, the sun's out, and I'm enjoying this coffee. Like I'm tasting the coffee and I just like be there and I just like breathe and I listen to like nature or mm-hmm. I listen to some music or whatever, but I just be there in the moment and it's like so peaceful. And I literally just, I like, can't help but Like, I feel like an internal hug. Like, I'm just like, mm. I feel so like cozy almost. Like that just makes me feel mm-hmm. secure. So. You have a universal blanket of hugs. Yeah. Just like the universe giving me <laughs> little so snugs right now. <laughs> Y'all, we're from the Pacific Northwest. And it NW. gets a little granola from time to time. Granola. But yeah, so savoring is an awesome thing. And so what this course did is... Throughout my week, I'm supposed to try to savor moments. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you, um, I would. Word? I've had savory moments yeah. this week. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Have, do you savor moments? Do you ever have those moments? Absolutely. Like, oh, I love being here right now. Yeah, I'll actually. Um, it's I. I don't know if you ever watched The Office. Yeah. So of course, <laughs> I'm a big fan. I've watched that show lots of lots of times over and over again. But um, the Jim and Pam story, the episode where they get married. And they have moments where they're literally like making a pretend camera with their hand, like to savor. They're savoring oh, yeah. the moment Click. by like taking like mind photos. And I, so I stole that from there. So every once in a while, like for instance, like Mother's Day when I had my sisters over, and we're yes, I'm like, it's sad because we don't have our moms around anymore. But I'm here trying to be ever so present mm-hmm. and savor the moments that I'm having with them and cultivating their relationships um, and having good conversations. So I'm just like sitting back and I'm like, click, a little snapshot. Or like I'll like be coaching or doing something or having a conversation, just like having a moment where I was like, okay. This That's is like, so cute. <laughs> Are they, they're more emotional for you. They're like I'm very much, sad. Uh, no, it's not sad. Or like, I don't know, it's just like ever, just being ever so present. Okay. When I did, um, I'm not sure if you knew, knew this, but I did. I ran, helped run uh, grief groups for children wow. at the Healing Center of Seattle when I was in, col- in college because I thought I wanted. When I was in my undergrad, I felt like I wanted to be a counselor and specifically in grief. 
Um, and so I uh, would run grief groups for first, second, third graders. And I'll tell you right now, working with children who have gone through traumatic experiences like losing their parent, um, things like that, and you you really have to, they really teach you to be ever so present. Mm-hmm. You can't be thinking about anything else other than just like holding the space for them. And that's where I learned, really learned about being present and savoring the moments and just like being ever so present and I feel like children really do that for you Um, because they they want you in the moment they don't care about what's going on they see they don't care about they see you for who you are kids are a very good judge of character as well so if you're not a great person kids don't like you that would scream red flag to me I don't know but you know what I'm saying is like ultimately like like little moments like experiences like that for me have like taught me to savor. But yeah, the little camera thing, the Jim and like, Pam getting married thing. I oh, I cry so hard. I think I'm about such a when sat. she took the picture of Jim like I know. Like when he cut the tie, right? Yeah, when he cut the tie, oh. her thing ripped and she, oh, oh. my heart. Oh, Jim and Pam. Jim and Pam goals. Mm-hmm. Where's my Jim? Uh, hashtag we'll find him. <laughs> I won't find him. He's on his way. Yeah. Um so our second one is gratitude. Now, how do I explain gratitude? Well, what is it? What do you how do you how do you practice gratitude? Do you feel like you actively pra- practice it? No. No. I don't feel like I actively practice gratitude. I definitely think that I have moments of it, like little snippets, but it's not something that I like, go out of my way to practice. Kind of like you're savoring, like you're like, I'm grateful for this moment. Yep. It's like you, you're savoring and you're grateful, grateful at the, at same, the time. same time. Yeah. Like, or I definitely have moments where I wake up and I'm like, man, I'm so grateful today for my living situation. Good. And I, and I always, well, yeah, I guess I do pr- yeah. try to find um, moments to be grateful like just like reaching out to people who have helped me and making sure that they know that I care about them or that I'm thankful and grateful grateful for them and what they've helped me with and just making sure I think a lot of my gratefulness comes to me just communicating to people that I care about like hey you know what I really appreciate that you like are in my life yeah well yeah and it bleeds out because you can be grateful and like internally grateful you can write uh, who what, where, like things you're grateful for. Yeah. But if you don't tell those people who, that you're grateful for them, yeah. I feel like it's, it's like they should know that, right? Absolutely. They and there's, I read, I read quotes time and time again on the IG because <laughs> I love quotes <laughs> about making sure that, like, one, that life is short. Make sure people you care about know that you care about them, whether it's, you know, a lady lady friendship, a man man friendship, a woman man friendship, you know, things like that. Like, I think it's non-binary so to non-binary it, friendship. Yeah, just any type of anything. Like even your significant other, make sure you let them know. Like, and in recent times, I've been a little bit more forward with my emotions towards people that I care about them. But also, it's given me a little anxiety by being open and grateful, like oh, being openly grateful to them, not knowing because I have this like irrational fear of rejection. Even though it's like it's okay, it's going to happen. Like not everything pairs up. But then it's like also can be empowering to say, hey, you know what? Like, I really do care about you and I'm really thankful for you. And just like leaving it up in the air, no expectations. I mean, how do you practice great or gratitude? Um, so I practice gratitude. I used to be a lot better at this, but um, there's actually like a point in my life I went in through a depressive episode when I didn't realize what was going on. It was mm-hmm. after I got off birth control. Mm-hmm. And so I got off of it and for about... It was nearly up to a year of 
um, not feeling like myself. And I didn't know it was birth. Uh, it was getting. I didn't know it was because of me getting off birth control until about yeah until about yeah. five months after I did. Yeah. So I'm going through these months and I'm like, why do I feel so numb and like, like uninspired and just not motivated to do anything? I just felt like a drag. Like mm-hmm. I was so not happy. And so that was when I was like, okay, maybe I should just like start being grateful for things, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I started writing daily gratitudes, um, of like what I'm thankful for. Even if it was like the tiniest thing, I'm just like, yeah. I'm thankful for coffee. My list could be like from five things to like 20 things. Mm-hmm. It could like a lot of people will generally say like, Oh, I'm grateful for friends, family and, and God. And I'm like, okay, like, let's get great let's get yeah let's get super specific so i would be like i'm so grateful you know i didn't have any traffic on my way to work like hell yeah you know i'm grateful that my car my shitty 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 car is getting me from point a to point b consistently i have a honda honda hey hondas and toyotas (laughs) they last forever they last forever but she should go soon um but yeah, so I would write everything that I was grateful for, just like a conversation if I had with someone, yeah. or like the friendly person at the drive-through, um, and I, yeah, or a sunny. The sun came out for ten minutes. Like I'm grateful for those ten minutes, did even it, though it was only ten minutes. Did you see a a turn in your mindset once you started doing that? I think after a while, you had. I had to make it a habit. I had to make it a habit. Mm -hmm. And so I actually started posting it on my Instagram Mm -hmm. story. Yeah. um, Actually, probably a while after. But I started posting daily ones um, on my Instagram story. And that kind of made me more accountable to doing them every day um, because everyone saw them. Mm -hmm. And so it was just like, a a, you know, I had to make it a habit. Um, And honestly, like, in those, I probably did it consistently for about three months. And in those three months, like I did feel happier. Yeah. Um, I felt like when I went about my day, I was looking for those things. Mm-hmm. Like I started looking for those opportunities that I'm like to be grateful. Yeah. And yeah. so like everything I started to become grateful for everything. It was nuts. Like I and I'm not even faking that. And I'm still grateful. I don't do them every day anymore. I fell out of my habit. But when but I it was, did help with mind shift, it d- totally helped yeah. my mind. So it shift. served its purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically I would go up throughout my day and just see all these things I'm grateful for. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to remember that. Oh, I'm going to remember that. Oh, so yeah, I do. I felt the, the true, uh, positive shift with mm-hmm. gratitude Good. being grateful. Yeah. Not just on Turkey day. <laughs> okay. So we'll move on to number three. Um, it's random acts of kindness. So when I went through this on the course, this was actually kind of hard for me. Okay. And it, I was like, man, am I not a kind person? And so obviously I had to like, no, I'm a kind person. Like, don't worry, Cam. Um, Because when I think of (laughs) random acts of kindness, I think like I have to spend money on people, Mm, or I have to like. That's what I kind of thought of. Yeah, Yeah. I have to like buy them a coffee or all this stuff. Um, And so it was kind of hard for me to find random acts of kindness that weren't money based, especially when I'm you know I'm trying to save money, be frugal, Mm -hmm. Um, and like what, how can I serve people? so one of my things is like I emptied all the trash in our gym. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. Like I didn't tell anyone. I just like no one was here. I just did it. And knowing that I did that without needing recognition or, you know, people will do nice things and film it on their Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, was that even nice or not? 
Like, why did you have to, like... Yeah. Or, like, you when I just clean the gym because I just... Yeah. I just feel like it needs to be done. Yeah. You just do it. For the greater good. Yeah. And I don't need it to be on Instagram. I don't no. care. Like, it's just... It makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Random acts of kindness that make you feel good. Yeah, I know. So that's where it comes in. It's like... Um, I think they did a study of this. So they gave, like... They gave these test subjects money, and they were like, okay, you either have $20 to spend on you, or and they would say, okay, you can go spend this money on yourself. They go spend it, or they give them the money and say, hey, you have to go spend this on someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they looked at the two groups, um, and then a control, uh, controlled group as well, of who is happier they obviously asked them are you happy right now or like let, scale one to yeah. ten and then after they spent the money they also asked them scale one to ten how happy are you mm-hmm. and so it's the group that had spent the money on someone else that they actually were happier yeah significantly happier than the people who spend it on themselves yeah i mean who doesn't like to like i love gift giving i i, love I gift giving you're good at it too <laughs> man did i get That's lucky right. this year dude she killed it like that cup that makes me so happy. That like, like I, makes you happy. You know what I mean? But what's funny is like the I you guys, Secret <laughs> Santa this year killed it. Cam killed it. She got me. It was perfect. And I'm like you, like I put a lot of thought into my gifts. And every part of that those that gift was perfect. Like the cup, the shirt, the meal planning journal, the food can it's just it was so <laughs> thoughtfully done. And I'm like, finally, like Again, why we get along very well is we're both like-minded and we both have similar traits on how we care for others. And so it's nice to finally meet another female that's on that same page. And I'm not dogging on all females. Y'all are different. We're all different. But it's nice to like finally have a connection with somebody who's like-minded like that. Yeah. Where it's like when I say these ideas that might seem a little outlandish, like, no, she's probably going to, we're probably going to get like agree on it. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, no. Get, like random acts <laughs> kind of are fun. So number four, social connection. This is a big one. Yeah, because we're both extroverts. I yeah. think. Uh, what do, what do you I identify? I would definitely be an extrovert with introvert like tendencies. Mm-hmm. I definitely love my people time, but there is a point where I'm just like, nah, I got, I need to recharge. Yeah. Um. I I push a lot of energy. I take in a lot of energy, and so sometimes when I get taking too much energy or I'm like, I just need to like be quiet and sit and be with myself. So I'm, I'm a mixture. So yeah. quarantine wise, like it's actually, done, it's actually been a little more beneficial because I've been able to recharge and reboot and feel good. But now I'm really missing that social connection. Yeah. Now you have all this energy ready to like spill out. Yeah. But luckily we have the podcast. So we're recording, we get to see each other and that's yeah. another way to spill the energy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. Very, I'm so and I'm great. savoring the moment. Click. Click. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but social connection is a big one. I think a lot of people are realizing how it, how much more important it is to them than they thought originally. Because yeah. I've talked to a few people who, who claim they're introverts, and they're just starting to get stir crazy. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like, that's okay. Like, Maybe it just makes you realize, like, wow, like, I really do appreciate the little bit of time that I spend around people. Um, do you have any social connection stories that you'd want to share? Um, I mean, I, I'm pretty similar to you, especially just in recent times mm-hmm. um, of I like choosing when I get to have my alone time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like social settings. Like, I'm, I like being around people, mm-hmm. even if it's strangers. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like 
I like I would rather study in a busy coffee shop than study at home. I can't do that. No, I feel like that makes me more focused because like yeah. there's all these distractions and like but I don't want to talk to these strangers. I just want to, I yeah. came here to study. Yeah. And I think it's just the comfortability of getting out of my home. Like I want to get out of that, yeah. that space where it's not meant for studying. Mm-hmm. That would um, make sense. Yeah. I just always get distracted. Like I am very much like a, an energy. I can pick up on people's energies. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm sitting in a busy coffee shop trying to get work done, I will get distracted easily because I like feel sh- energy shifts yeah. or maybe someone comes in and they look sad and yeah. I'm like here I know I can tell that you're sad or there's like <laughs> something really exciting going on or yeah. and so it's just best if I'm able to like hunker down again like I have my magic hours like mm-hmm. nine o'clock plus like I can program and get stuff done and, and I'm the most creative in the evening yeah so oh yeah you mentioned that before too yeah um one of the challenges of this week's rewirement of social connection was talking to strangers so they like encouraged like try to talk to someone new yeah and people are like like what you want me to talk to people like this imagine non-quarantine times but like Mm -hmm. you want me to talk to this stranger on the bus with his headphones in like Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to talk to me i actually had this experience yesterday at trader joe's yeah so yes we're in quarantine times yes masks are a requirement when you go into i mean like, yes, in Costco and certain other places, but I prefer I wear a mask in the grocery stores. I want to be respectful. And, like, I'm, I, we also work at a clinic, and yeah. so you never know who's going to come in. Um, but, there, you know, when you're in the grocery aisle and you're, like, looking at the at this food and you're, like, trying to figure out, okay, like, what was it that I needed or something? And then there's someone else that's right there. And they're looking, and you're standing right in front of where they're looking, and you can just feel like I'm probably in their way. And this lady, and I look at her, and I was like, you know what? If I'm in your way, you just let me know, and I will move. And just like struck up a conversation because we we're looking at tortillas, and um, she was like, I go, I don't know which ones I want. She goes, I don't know which ones I want either. And then we just like struck up this like mini conversation of just like trying to figure out what we want to do with our like tortilla life right now because you don't know which ones to pick. And then, a dilemma. But it's like, yeah, the biggest dilemma right now is like, what do I want the corn? Do I want the flour? Do I want the gluten-free? Do I not want the gluten-free? Do I want the mini ones? Do I want the big ones? Like, oh my are they going to spoil fast or not? Like, I'm, how am I going to eat it? How many are gonna, am I going to eat a day? Y'all just followed me on that one, and you probably were like, shit, I know exactly how this feels. Anxiety about the tortillas. <laughs> tortilla anxiety. Yeah, but it was... Uh, but naturally for me like striking up if someone was like hey go talk to that person i would have no problem doing it though yeah but is it's uncomfortable for you yes and no yeah i don't know i i feel like i can understand someone's intentions when they start talking to me mm. um no if it's a hot guy then i'm like yeah i'll be like <laughs> uh, i don't know i think it's situational for me but, yeah situational um, like oh for me oh yes this week when I was doing this week um, for the course, no one can be, no one can touch, and no one can go out to drink and eat or whatever. So on one of my runs, one of my things was to make eye contact and smile at everyone. Yeah, and like not like ruin the run or anything, but just like smile because we all are so awkward and like we don't look at each other and like we pretend that we're not running next to a stranger. I'm like, God, just like make connection so mm-hmm. i literally forced myself to look at everyone as i pass by them as we cross paths and smile and just like acknowledge them and like i got a lot of smiles back i got some people that didn't look at me little mini waves yeah some like waves and it was um, interesting to see the reactions of people some people 
like I said, like they didn't look at me. Some people said hi and waved. Um, and then one guy went way left field and like <laughs> got in my personal bubble and he was oh. like, Hey baby, what's up? And I was like, Nope. Oh no, 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 I'm no, just no. trying to jog here. And that thing, when he approached me like that very aggressively, it turned me off immediately. Like not, I mean, obviously, but it turned me off in such a way that I was like, was my smiling and eye contact too much for people? Like, was no. it my fault? Like, I totally no, just he turned it on clearly me. clearly having a moment. He was he very he out cl- there. clearly was just, like, one of those creepy dudes that so sees a creepy. smile. Like, I, ladies, you've probably per- been in the situation. Even guys. All of us have probably been in a situation where we, like, are trying to be nice and it's totally perceived the opposite. Yeah. And you're like, I was just smiling because I was trying to be nice. I'm not trying to like it's not an get approachable down with thing. you. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying come talk to me. I'm just being like, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, it's a smile is not an invitation to be weird. <laughs> or be like, hey baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously. Run next what? No. No. So weird. No. But yeah, but I felt good. After I did leave, I was like, I feel really good. Number five, this one we're really good at, is exercise. Yes, we are. (laughs) That exercise. Yeah, you mentioned at the beginning movement. Oh, yeah. So good. If I don't move throughout my day in some shape or form, it's just a hot mess of emotions. Exercise truly is so beneficial for improvement of happiness. It is definitely the most underutilized antidepressant in the world, speaking from experience, mm-hmm. and it it's it releases endorphins like crazy. And so I highly encourage everyone out there, if you're having a, a downer day, give yourself like five to 10 minutes of just like movement and get yourself sweating a little bit and you'll feel so much better. Just like, I promise you, I, I, it's, it's not a lie. Yeah. Um, so one of the studies, uh, that they showed was three groups they had, um, of people who were severely depressed Mm -hmm. and they had three groups. One, one group of the severely depressed were just on medication. Mm -hmm. Um, one was, one group was on medication and exercise. And then one group was just on exercise, no medication. Mm -hmm. And they were all severely depressed. And so what they found is at the end of their trial or whatever, Mm -hmm. end of the study, they found that. People who just exercised showed a bigger um, jump in happiness, or mm-hmm. they ha- were more happy overall than even the people with medication and exercise. Yeah. So exercise by itself, over um, overtopped or over outweighed. Yeah, outweighed. Uh, thank you. Outweighed um, the medication. combo. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been so I've been on both before. Yeah. So like I was diagnosed with borderline severe depression and anxiety a couple months after my bikini competition. A lot of underlying issues arose. Um, and I just really like was in this like weird fog. Have you ever seen the others with Nicole Kidman? Maybe a long time ago. It's like where she she's in a manor and her kids can't see the sunlight and all of a sudden everything goes really dark and it's like a ghosty movie. No. Okay. Well, anyways, there's a point where she leaves her estate and she's in this like really crazy fog that keeps on like encroaching on her and encroaching on her. And that's like my best way to describe like being in a depressed in a depression is that like it's so foggy and you're like so utterly alone and claustrophobic in like your like despair and thoughts that you're like, I don't want to do anymore. And then at one point you like, you realize, well, for me, I realized I needed help, but 
I was exercising regularly. Like mm-hmm. I was doing all of it and it just, for some reason it wasn't really helping, but I did need a little bit more help. And so I did utilize antidepressants for a while. Yeah. I was only on them for about nine months plus therapy. Yeah. So like, I definitely agree with that study. I think it's awesome yeah. that they're doing studies out there like that, but exercise does help. Yeah. And the, could you the imagine combo? what you were like? Well, the, the, the show in general, I think. Oh my is gosh. Just so the psychological oh, that, thing. So you weren't exercising because you loved it or because it was No, fun. it was because it I had was, a goal in mind. Exactly. And then afterwards I was like, well, I don't have any more goals. What now? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm just exercising to exercise. That's boring. But now, <laughs> but now I'm like, I'm exercising for my life and for my future and for my future babies yep. and my future baby daddy because my future baby daddy is going to be sexy like me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be sexy together. Mm. He got to lift more than me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Exercise is such an important role in in the mindset of happiness the, the yeah. definition because i just like when i don't exercise for more than three i have that rule if you can't go without three days without exercise mm-hmm. s- something has to get moving mm-hmm. but i don't feel like we're like that though no. but it's also been a habit that's been created right so this uh, that week was really easy for me because i was mm-hmm. like i would do it anyways it's fine mm-hmm. but you mentioned that fog and i'm just it almost like brought me back to when I was like in a fog like that's what it was I yeah. felt foggy and numb yeah I definitely was numb I actually will openly admit I didn't want to live anymore yeah but I was didn't want to take my life yeah. I was just so tired and no one would have known yeah. that's the thing about depression and that's the thing about like me being the extrovert that I am is I could easily hide it. So there were times where I definitely hid it and no yeah. one would have known until I opened up about it. But it's like, I just didn't want to be here anymore. Like I was so sad and missed my mom so much and the grief had gotten to such a dark point for me because I had shoved it away and like did the show and yeah. like was trying to avoid my feelings and stuff. Um, but exercise, the combination of exercise and just like seeking help ultimately, like if you guys are going through something like that, like it's okay to say, hey, like I'm feeling this way. Yeah. Like no one, no one, y'all don't need to live in a dark mental state like that. It is possible for happiness to happen for you. You just have to be willing to like get a little uncomfortable and admit it. But I'm really glad that I did because now I'm in a way better place. Happiness glowing. Cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really proud of you for sharing that. Yeah. That was good. It's not easy, but I think no. it's important. I think it's important that people know, like, it's not all rainbows and sunshine yeah. when it comes to happiness. Absolutely. Again, it's, like, all over the place. Yeah. And, you, and rainbows. You can't have rainbows without rain. Oh, I know. I love rainbows. And the <laughs> sun <laughs> and the rain and it refracts. It's a You're prism. So cute. It's crazy. <laughs> Science. It's crazy. Okay. Number six. Yeah. Should we harmonize? I don't could I? Well you go and then I'll harmonize. I don't okay, no, how? <laughs> <laughs> I've never done this you before, sing you guys. A note, and then I'll I'll harmonize with it. La <laughs> I'm so low. <laughs> La If I could turn back time. Cher. <laughs> Cher gotta love her. Man, Cher looks great for her age, just throwing that out there. Yeah, she also has plastic surgeons right Yeah, now. but you know what? She yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but she still looks good. Like, she yeah, still she, looks amazing. She has Botox that hair. on every inch of her body. <laughs> <laughs> um, so number six is sleep. Huge, huge topic. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you learned in your course on sleep? Um, I mean, they kind of just taught. I mean, it's a Yale course, so it's like they do all the. It's all study based, and it's mm-hmm. literally called the science of well being. So they have all these studies, um, 
and they're she's lecturing to students and she's like well you got to get seven to eight hours a night if you don't if you get less than that you're starting to get sleep deprivation and you're starting to accumulate sleep debt which can cause this effect this effect and all these negative effects and so um she was like I think the students who were sleeping about five hours a night had on average less um, or worse test scores um, than the people who prioritize seven to eight hours of sleep. Man, prioritizing sleep stresses me out. Because at night, because like I mentioned before, at night I get really creative. Yeah. So. uh, How do you manage it and how do you. I just have to like make myself go to sleep essentially. Like I just have to be like, no, get it together. Like you Mm -hmm. need to like start turning things off. Um, and just like slow down. Yeah. Cause I'll go, go, go until I'm like so tired. I'm like that, t- that toddler that won't take a nap. Uh, and oh, then yeah. I fall asleep. I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I could stay up forever. So I, it's very easy for me to stay up till 2am. And yeah. especially in the first few weeks of quarantine, I was just doing it. Yeah. For no reason. Even now sometimes. And then I'm like, why am I still up? Yeah. Like go to sleep, Jess. <laughs> I do talk Take to myself. Take a nap, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Take your ass to <laughs> Take your ass to bed, bitch. Let's yeah. go. I look in the mirror. Young lady, it's time for your sleep, okay? It's time for a nap. <laughs> I lay down right here. Um, regarding sleep, there's this amazing book that I started reading called Why We Sleep by uh, uh, Dr. Matthew Walker. I have that book. It's great. I just started it not too long ago. Okay. I'm not that deep into it, but it's very interesting. I listened to him on a podcast with Joe Rogan. Um, and it's so interesting how sleep affects you. Obviously, and also, obviously our buddy, Sean Stevenson. Mm. Mm. Man, we got, sleep, oh. Sleep smarter. Let's, what's the book? Sleep smarter. Sleep smarter. Um, we'll, we'll put that in the show notes. Those two books, read about it. But also, I want to go on a side note and talk about our experience meeting Sean Stevenson. <laughs> no. Because Cam is a, this is the first I'm a time. Girl. So Cam and I are, are fresh friends, freshy coach, like just finished her intern. Well, you were still in your internship. Yeah. But you, we were part of the Vigor Ground Summit and Sean Stevenson was one of the speakers. And boy, one, like this girl, I didn't realize band girl at its best. Tell me about that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you really, really call me out. I'm gonna cry because I did. Yeah, he's amazing. Though. He's amazing, and I I don't remember how I originally found him. Um, but I found him because one of my clients introduced me to him. The first episode I listened to was just so insightful, and I learned so much. And I just mm-hmm. started continuing to listen to him. He's very relatable. Yeah, and yeah. I like. I just enjoyed him as a person, and I I learned so much from him that I started. Um, executing it myself and then also delivering to clients and started teaching them stuff from mm-hmm. that I learned. And that's the whole point is to carry on this knowledge. And, and I just felt like so inspired by him constantly that when I met him, I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, did we have some tears? I did cry <laughs> after he walked away. Like I didn't cry when I met him, but I was just like, I don't know. I, he, I just have, I feel like I have so much, to thank him for just in I have a selfie journey. of you of me taking a picture of you and him in the background and you were like oh man I gotta find it I'd send it to you so yeah Sean Sean Stevenson Sean we love you he's the host of the model health show yeah so if you're interested in health um topics and stuff like that it's so good and then his book is called sleep smarter yeah so that book and then why we sleep why both we sleep. really great books regarding sleep and read them I'm reading them. Okay. 
Yeah. Cool. Um, so for sleep, well, we didn't really discuss Oh, we didn't really. We just went to a shot. <laughs> we just went to a um, So my history with sleep is kind of like all over the place. I was like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I was that I've done person. that before. Um, but now it's like, oh, man, I'll be in bed by 8.30 sometimes. Oh, I'm so jealous. And like, <laughs> well, in normal schedule, like, no. But um, I always know... Like, I get good sleep at around eight or nine hours. Nine hours is, like, perfect. Yeah. But if I'm, like, I can, I can quote, unquote, get by with, like, five or six, but mm-hmm. I don't feel good. I yeah. feel immediately the differences. Right. Yeah. Do you um, have, like, a, a time that your body just wants to wake up at? Six, yeah. Really? It wants to wake up at six o'clock. My, my sleep time is usually, like, eight. 8 a.m. Yeah, that's why I'm like, why have I been working these? Like, I love my AM classes, but like through quarantine, I'm realizing like I got to restructure my schedule at some point because I was literally burning myself into the ground, both sides. Because like sleep was not my priority, and I'm realizing through this experience how important sleep is, and it has increased my happiness and motivation, and willing yeah. to work on like many projects and things like that. Exactly. 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 You have more energy. That, yeah. Like sleep is when your body is ready to recover. Like and it is recovering. It's processing. One, what's really interesting that I learned about the whole sleep thing, and I think this is through Doctor Matthew Walker, is that when you're sleeping, you like you need the, all the cycles of sleep because your body, when you're awake, is creating cancerous cells. When you sleep, your body create is like fighting off all those cancer cells and recovering it. It's crazy. That's just one aspect. Obviously, your body needs to process thoughts of the day and all the information and kind of like do its little download, have dreams, which we're like, what does this even mean? (laughs) What does this dream mean? Yes. Um, Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but it's so important to happiness because I've definitely, since quarantine, getting way more, I've been getting way more sleep and I definitely overall feel a lot better. Yeah. And when I'm not, I can definitely feel it. It's the perfect time to. Like, if you have all this time off mm-hmm. where you don't have to drive and commute to work, prioritize sleep. Like, this yeah. is the time. And I think the be- best thing you can do for yourself is have a night routine. And Yeah. Um, I and, second that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, like, if you dread getting up in the morning, you know, whether to work out or whatever, laying out your clothes the night before. Yeah. Um, you know, having a strict routine of like, okay, it's uh, nine o'clock. I'm gonna turn off the TV and I'm gonna start going upstairs, brush my teeth, wash my face, do all the you know hygiene stuff, and then pop in bed. Whether you journal, whether you read, um, but don't turn on more electronics and just like go to sleep afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like that's and creating that routine, something that your body can kind of. You know, it, it, you make a habit out of it. And your body's like, oh, now we're getting ready to sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going upstairs, we're brushing my teeth. Oh, I'm getting tired. You mm-hmm. know, you kind of m- trick your body into like, oh, okay, we're ready for yeah. sleep now. And when you start feeling the melatonin push, of your natural melatonin push, mm-hmm. that first initial feeling sleepy, go, go with it. Go. Yeah. Yes. Go yes. Bed. I did that last night. So yeah. I was like yawning. I was like hard to keep my eyes open. And I was watching a show in bed, which I shouldn't have. Um, we're I all human. We're all I human. I sometimes listen to podcasts in, oh, in my room. I can't listen. Like It'll focus. Just, like there's like specific like ones that like I've listened to them so much that I'll like put their podcast on replay Ooh. and I'm just like, like oh, <laughs> for, it's like a lullaby. It's like a lullaby. <laughs> okay, so number seven on our list and our last one here is meditation. Mm. Um, what's kind of your experience with meditation? I am on and off with meditation. 
I personally, I love it, and I wish I had a better routine because it is very beneficial for me. Um, what do you see? But I also avoid it because I like indirectly, avo- I somewhat avoid it at the same time um, because obviously I'm having to deal with like a thoughts mm-hmm. and, um, but it's always been good. Like it's, I've used meditation in the, in the practice of like getting me to relax mm-hmm. um, and just breathe and be focused and just learning to acknowledge that like we have thoughts, they come in, they go, but my thoughts aren't who I am. It's a thought. And that's also a style of therapy called ACT, which is acceptance and commitment therapy, which is the Eastern Western stylized therapy, but it utilizes like therapeutic thought process. Mm -hmm. But I really enjoy it. I literally like, um, what's that app called? Headspace? Yeah, Headspace is a good one. Show notes. Yeah. Um, And so- The Calm app? There's a Calm calm app. Uh, But I really like, I really enjoy guided meditations, like someone's voice and like, all right, now we're going to scan your body and just like think about inhale, exhale. I do enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've practiced meditation and um, not been able to get the benefits out yeah. of out of it that I want. So I need to do more guided stuff. I yeah. try to just do it on my own. I'm like, I don't yeah. need it. I'm like, oh, God, that's ego right there. Um, for me, meditation is really hard. Yeah. So this one was really hard for me because I can't, I don't feel like I can sit still. You don't have I, to though. No, I, I mean like, no, I know I can, like, meditate on a walk and stuff like that. No, like, and you literally do not – a part of meditation is working through, like, being fidgety and letting yourself do oh. all that and feeling that. You don't – just because you meditate, I want to lay it out there right now, and you can agree to disagree, mm. meditation does not have to be still. Like, they can say, okay, like, relax and lay, but you can also adjust and feel and hear and let yourself experience everything. Yeah. It's not like you go into meditation and you're silent in your brain because your brain's going to keep going. Right. And sometimes, and you may work up to that. Mm -hmm. So it's very normal. That's very normal. Um, I think for me, it's like, I need the stillness. Like, I know. You want that. I don't want it because it feels difficult. Like, it's really difficult for me to sit still. Mm -hmm. And I... I, I, I see that as my challenge. That's my challenge is to be still because I don't want to be. And that's where the discomfort and uncomfortability will come from that I have to mentally get through myself. You know what I mean? Like I can't, it's really hard for me to quiet my thoughts. It's really hard for me to not mind wander. And it's really hard for me to not fidget. Mm -hmm. And I, for a long time I was like, oh, meditation, like, I have better things to do. I can do other things. It's like, okay, you have three minutes. You can sit down Mm -hmm. and just be. It's also been shown to change your brain, too. Yeah. For for the betterness of happiness. (laughs) Yeah. Damn, all these are great. (laughs) All seven. All seven. (laughs) But I'm I'm no expert in meditation, but I think it's it's really beneficial for people who keep... like they're, they can't quiet their thoughts. And if their thoughts are controlling their decisions, mm-hmm. then that's something where you want to kind of almost it's emotional awareness. It's just self-awareness of what are these thoughts saying to me? Mm-hmm. And am I, am I listening to them or am I, am I in control of my own decisions and thoughts? Can I, can I third party this? Right. It's kind yeah. of like, can I objectively hear my thoughts and what they're doing? Yeah. And am I, acting or behaving and emotionally mm-hmm. um or am i making objective decisions yeah. i don't know so it kind of brings that process into you of like what are you thinking about why are you thinking about it this way where does this thought come from mm-hmm. and how can you kind of release it yeah let go so my, I, I, go oh, yeah. sorry my the way i've been meditating is 
focusing on breath. There's a couple different ways, but I focus on breath because it helps me focus on something versus just let my mind go everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I, when I inhale, I, I think about the word observe. And then when I exhale, I think about the word release. Yeah. So I'm trying to observe the sounds and sensations around me. And then I'm trying to release any like negative energy that I might be holding. That's good. Yeah. That's what I do. But it doesn't work for everyone. And it sometimes still doesn't work for me. So I have to do guided. <laughs> yeah. I have found through um, pra- me- practicing meditation, it's a really good way to connect with yourself like really good to like stop and like breathe and like scan your body and kind of connect with your, your intuition, your gut, your soul. Absolutely. You knew where I was going with that mm-hmm. one. Cause I always wrap it around to the soul. <laughs> <laughs> we are so, what do you say? Souls and human bodies. Um, or that we are, we are a, like a human, we are a consciousness, like a soul, a con- a consciousness having a human experience. So interesting. What's like your best advice for someone who wants to live more happy, happily, happily ever after? <laughs> well, one, I'm just going to say it straight. There is no happily ever after. <laughs> there is none. No, there's not. Um, I think it just starts with the thought of I want to try to, to, again, I'm going to go back to the 1%. Like I want to be just 1% better than I was yesterday and I was feeling really crappy yesterday, but what can I do today that's going to add just 1% better than the day before, whether that's fold your socks or make your bed or get that, you know, you know, get 500 steps in, in like the first hour of your day or something, just literally just the thought, the pure thought of I'm going to try to make myself just a little bit better. And that's going to lead to a lot of open doors. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's like growth mindset. Mm-hmm. That means you are saying like there's room for improvement. Yeah. And I feel like it's the people who th- don't think there's room for improvement that are the most unhappy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, like, I'm already good enough. I'm not, I don't need. I already got this. I already got that. Like, yeah. do you though? Yeah. Because on your deathbed, when you look back on your life, like, are you going to be being like, man, yeah, you know, I made a lot of good choices. Or are you going to be like, damn, I wish I did this, this, and this. Yeah. So it, it is all about that growth mindset. Woo. 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 That Sheesh. was a good one. Sheesh. Woo. Woo. <laughs> well, that's kind of all we have today. We'll wrap it up. Um, yeah. That, I mean, I'm learning so much in this course. I still have a couple weeks left. Yeah. And I highly recommend it um, to just learn. And it's free. Yeah. I, I don't know if I mentioned that, but it's free, no, by the way. No, you did not. Oh, sorry. I love free. Oh, shit. Well, it's free. And I can I can uh, opt in to get a $50 like certificate like, yeah. that like I completed the course. Yeah. <laughs> um, a Yale course. I went to Yale. Oh, no. No, just kidding. No, no. Okay. <laughs> but it's free, you guys. There's a ton of free stuff to learn about. And I feel like when you keep learning, you keep growing, and mm-hmm. you become happier, healthier, all the good things. So... Those are seven things that you can try to practice. Um, I would recommend choosing one of the seven to yeah. work on, right? Um, through this course, it's, this is seven different weeks, right? Yeah. So we mentioned seven things. This is seven different weeks I worked on this. I didn't work on all seven at once. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my recommendation to you guys. Um, yeah, if you found some insightful stuff today or value out of this episode, please, we'd love it if you shared it with a friend and left us less left us a review on our Apple uh, iTunes. Like we want to build our community and this is for everybody. So 
Um, make sure you repost that you shared it. We love to see you guys on Instagram at Waits Wine Wisdom. Our email is Waits Wine. Is it and? No. Okay. Waits Wine Wisdom at gmail.com. Is it? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys try it. Just both hit us up then, on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> Just send us messages. We love to hear from you guys. We love it to see you liking our stuff. And um, you guys have a great week. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Click. <laughs>